Friends, why do we do this year after year? Why do we gather every Good Friday to hear this terrible story? Why must we listen again, grieve again, walk away in shame again? What good does it do? Wouldn't it be better just to jump from the celebration of Palm Sunday to the victory of the resurrection? Wouldn't our ratings be higher if we skipped the cross? We could include the crucifixion as a footnote for those who are interested, but wouldn't it be better for our brand if we focused on the good and minimized the bad? Why not just skip this day completely? Your presence here today answers my question. You could have stayed away. You could have gone about your routines like the rest of the world, working, shopping, eating, going to a concert, competing in a sports event, all of which are available. But instead you are here, gazing on the cross and listening again to that terrible story. On some level you understand that there is no Messiah, there is no conversion, there is no redemption, there is no victory without the cross. We can't go around it. We must go through it. In a spiritual sense, we die to sin today. Maybe that's why it's called good. But make no mistake, this day is very bad. It reveals the worst of the human heart. Like Judas, our willingness to betray a friend for a piece of silver. Like Peter, our fear of being associated with someone unpopular. Like Pilate, our cynical calculations that cause us to lose our souls for a fleeting political win. Like the crowd, our savage instincts which lie just beneath the surface. Like the soldiers, our blunt application of force and power. And like the religious leaders, our loyalty to practices and processes that have outlived their usefulness. This day is unambiguously bad, and that is why we must observe it every year so that God can make it and us good. Contrary to popular belief, we're not good. We don't always take the high road. We're not always oriented to love. Good Friday reminds us of that. Through the story of the cross, we see ourselves in the various characters and situations. We recognize our capacity for sin, and we pray for God's grace to repent. After the resurrection, when Peter preached to the crowds on Pentecost, he didn't avoid the cross. He didn't reassure those frightened souls that they were just fine. He didn't even begin with the resurrection. He began with the cross. Listen again. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, and as you yourselves know, this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Any celebration of the resurrection must include straight talk about the cross. We can't rightly perceive the victory of God without understanding our need for a savior. 
In the solemn collects, which we will hear in just a moment, we name those aspects of our world which so desperately need the saving grace of God. And as you hear them today, I want you to see the gap between God's intention and how we live. The church, that it will increase in faith, unity, and love. The nations, that they will seek after justice, truth, and peace. The afflicted, that they will be cared for and comforted. Those who have rejected the gospel of Christ, that they will come to faith. As we pray the solemn collects, we recognize that gap, our distance from God, and we ask God to redeem us. Is this day good? Yes, but only because of what God has done. Jesus died and descended into the abyss of our sin so that the whole creation could be raised to new life. That's why I come to church on Good Friday, to bear witness to that divine descent and give thanks for a love that never ends. Amen.